Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Shannon, happy couple days after Christmas. (laughs) Happy holidays to you. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Happy holidays. (laughs) We're in that weird place between Christmas and New Year's, and it's sort of like, We had three days off and it was wonderful. And now we have to get our brain in gear again. Then we get another three-day weekend. Yay! (laughs) Then we jump in and do the new year. (laughs) I feel like so many people talk about this week like it's just weirdness. They're not sure what they're supposed to be doing during this week, which I kind of get because there's so much activity around the holidays and preparing and shopping and buying and cooking and, you know, reaching out to people you haven't seen or talked to in forever. And then all of a sudden it stops. Yes, right. And then we kind of need to regroup. But I sort of like it because Uh it's like you're still in the holidays. So it's not depressing that it's suddenly over, but there really isn't anything to do. So you can just kind of breathe for a minute, think about where you want to go next year and make resolutions if you're one of those people. Are you one of those people? (laughs) (laughs) I don't do specific resolutions every year. It's pretty much the same. I want to be with the people I love and appreciate and enjoy and have fun with my life. And I don't set like money goals or stuff. I'd like to have more clients. I'd like to sell more books because I want to help more people. Mm -hmm. What about you? I'm not a resolution kind of person. Yeah. In my world, there's too much weight given to the first of the year and too much importance and it overwhelms me. So if I Mm want to make a goal, I'll generally do it before or after. January. There's too much expectation around that. And that doesn't work for me. You don't want shoulds. Right. It doesn't need to be a should. It needs to be, I would like this year to unfold like this. Mm -hmm. Then you just do whatever you can at the time when you want to do that. It's not huge expectations. And that's one of the ways that we take care of ourselves, you and I. Yes, is by not shoulding. Yes, not shooting. We don't shoot on ourselves. (laughs) So I really like today's topic. I think this is confusing for some people, especially if they're raised in a family that doesn't prioritize taking care of self. Right, exactly. Yes. Today we're talking about the difference between being selfish and Mm self-care. And one of our listeners actually asked us to do this. She said that especially at this time of the year, but even other times, she's always running around trying to get everything done, focusing on other people and making sure things are done right and she's meeting their needs and all that. Especially this time of year, it's really hard to not do that. You get caught up in everybody else's shoulds. You forget about taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. That works for a little while, I guess. You get everything done for whatever holiday you're celebrating and then celebrate it and such. But eventually your mind and your body rebel and you just end up feeling overwhelmed and overworked and stressed and physically and mentally exhausted. That's not good. I've also noticed that if you're in a relationship and you're working really hard to take care of that person and things surrounding their world, it's really easy to let resentment creep in too if you're not making time for yourself. Exactly. But a lot of people, for various reasons, don't think that they have the right to make time for themselves. People confuse being selfish and Mm self-care. So when you're selfish, it's when you always focus on and take care of yourself and your needs with total disregard to the wants and needs of others all the time. Mm -hmm. 
that's not a wonderful thing for relationships. And the difference between selfish and self-care is that self-care is the ability to take care of yourself as well as others, to be aware of your physical, emotional, and mental needs as well as those of the people around you. And you make sure you include yourself on the priority list. You make time for yourself. It doesn't mean that you're always at the top 24-7 of your priority list, but you are on it. And at times, you are at the top. And a lot of people don't give themselves permission to do that. Right. You do this beautifully. And I don't know where you learned it, but you have a phenomenal capacity to be there for other people when they need you to be because you also have a phenomenal capacity to take care of yourself. It's just a language that you speak with you. There are certain things that are non-negotiable. You walk every day. You're very much like I am. We're both very introverted and you need a lot of time to yourself and you take that, but you never make it anybody else's responsibility or make anybody else feel bad. Like there's no give and take. When you get up in the morning, you know the things you need to do to make it so that you can be there for other people and that's taking care of you. And it's just beautiful and seamless. You never make it anybody else's responsibility or fault. You know, it's just you take responsibility for you. And then that gives you the ability to be there for others. And it's just such an amazing template to have. Well, thank you. (laughs) I'm impressed that you have observed this and appreciate it. You're not saying, well, what about me? It's what I have to do to survive. And what about you? What do you do? I am more vocal about it, but I'm also relatively recently married. Today's my seven-year anniversary with my husband. I know. I'm so excited (laughs) for you guys. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I mean, as anybody who's gotten married can tell you, it's definitely an adjustment. Because I'm similar to you in that I need a lot of alone time, having other people and critters move into my house made it so that that felt endangered. And so I needed to be vocal about it. Uh, Here's my uh need. I need to do this. And then we kind of had to work that out. It has never felt to me like in your world that you were like, hey, Shannon, I love you, but I can't be with you right now or I can't help you right now. Like you've always managed to take care of it behind the scenes and never made it anybody else's problem. Then you just emerge from whatever self-care you're involved in, refreshed, renewed and ready to be there for the rest of the world. That's what I aim for is just being able to seamlessly work it into my day without having to say, hey, no, like I can't do this right now. I need to be over here doing my own thing. But you do have to communicate that Mm -hmm. to be able to say, I just need some time right now. You know, I'm going to go for a walk. You enjoy your football game or whatever. (laughs) That's what we did yesterday. (laughs) And it works for both of us. You do have to communicate about it. And as long as your partner understands that you need a lot of alone time and it's got nothing to do with him, Mm -hmm. it's just that you need that to regenerate your energy and your mental sharpness and all that stuff. That's great. It sounds like you do it right. And especially when you first get married, you have to clarify that. Say, this is how I function. How do you function? How are we going to make that work? So Mm -hmm. you just talk about it. The important thing is that you give yourself permission to do that. Yeah. And you got to pay attention to yourself enough to know what you need. Yes. Some people, like our listener who asked us to talk about this, I don't even know if she's aware of what her needs are because 
she was raised in a family that if you took time for yourself or did anything for yourself or put your priorities ahead of others ever, they just said you were being selfish and you weren't being part of the group. She was so busy meeting others' expectations that I don't know if she ever figured out what works for her. Mm. And that gets in the way of people taking care of themselves, of, of mm-hmm. allowing yourself to do self-care because you have old shoulds that if you don't always take care of everybody else, if you put yourself first ever, then nobody going to like you because you're just being selfish and nobody wants that because we want you to take care of us. Yeah. Yeah. And then and that lays guilt on you if you've got that old should. You might also be codependent, which is where you do things for others to gain their approval and validation. If you don't take care of them, they don't acknowledge you the way you want. Your self-esteem may not be strong enough to validate yourself mm. and you just get it from outside of you and that's codependent. So you just are doing things to get your validation from others. You haven't taken the time to know yourself and what you need. I do know some people who just kind of define themselves by who they are to other people. And if you don't know really who you are, then the thought of just spending time alone and addressing your own needs can be really scary. Yeah, especially if you have an old should telling you you can't Mm -hmm. or you're bad if you do. I often say to people, who are you? And they'll say, well, I'm a wife or a mother or a banker. And they'll hang a label on themselves. And I'll say, no, no, that's what you do. Who are you? And how would you answer that question? I'm a person who loves the people in my life, who respects myself and others, who finds the joy in everything, who appreciates people and the beauty of nature. I like to laugh. I like to have fun that kind of thing. That's about me. It's not my label. Mm-hmm. What about you? How would you answer that? Who are you, Shan? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, that's it's funny because I understand where you're coming from when you define yourself in relation to other people and other things. And that's what we expect when you go to a party and you ask somebody, what do you do? Nobody says, who are you? They all say, what do you do? And so even though I understand that I'm not what I do and I'm not who I love, it's still jarring when I ask somebody at a party, who are you? What do you do? And they define themselves like you just did, which is actually defining themselves because then you can't put them in a box. Exactly. (laughs) And so that can make it very hard to move forward with the conversation because you're like, oh, you're all this myriad basket of things. And that just, it kind of becomes big and overwhelming. And you're like, no, I really, I just wanted to know what the next question should be. I didn't need to know all of these amazing things about you. When it comes to defining yourself, you kind of need to be able to do that. So I would say the same as you. I am the person who loves the people in her life and loves the outdoors and in taking photographs and art and appreciating color and nature and beauty and finding the tiny miracles and things like that. But then if you say that to somebody who just wanted to know what you do for a living, they're like, oh, great. Good to meet you. I'm going to go over here and talk to these people. Oh my goodness. They just gave you a boatload of stuff to talk about. Oh, absolutely. But I think some people want that kind of connection and some people really don't. True. If it's just some random person at a party, you probably don't want to find out what their biggest, deepest, darkest secrets are yet. (laughs) Maybe you'll get to like them. I think you have to be 
discerning about who you are that kind of open with, there's a boundary there, I think. If you don't want to be mistaken for a little bit crazy or eccentric, which I mean, it's not bad, but I can see where if you're talking to maybe financial advisors and you're going on and on about how you're a person who lives in the world and enjoys color, (laughs) you can see where maybe they might be like, oh, that person's a wee bit loony. And if you're sharing that much about yourself to someone who doesn't know you, like you just need to be able to figure out when and where is the right time to be that open. Of course, of course. You have to use discretion about when you share what you share always. But the important thing is that person knows who he or she is. And then they know what their needs are. Then they can know how to take care of themselves and fit their self-care into their daily routine and their relationships. The bottom line is you can't take care of yourself if you don't know what your needs are. And if you were never raised to pay attention to your needs, then you have no clue how to take care of yourself. So you just spend your life running around taking care of other people. Then you get sick. You get emotionally exhausted or you get physically sick. You get stressed. People always get stressed this time of year because there's so many shoulds about whatever holiday you might celebrate. They really don't need to. If they can just step back and say, okay, now I did that for these 12 people. What is it that I want? What do I need? And then give it to yourself if nobody else is bothering to give it to you. Yes. What does engaging in self-care give us? Well, it protects and nurtures your mental, physical, and emotional health. It improves your general outlook and ability to function. You don't get overwhelmed and stressed to the point where you curl up in a little ball in the corner. It reduces your stress and anxiety and boosts your self-esteem and leads to much better relationships because you're happy in them. You're not feeling stressed about, oh, I have to do this for this person or they won't like me. It leads to much better relationships because you are equal with the other person. And it helps you find the joy in life. And we all need that. Yeah. And there's a a wide variety of things you can do for emotional self-care. There's all kinds of stuff. Know yourself, first of all. Some people like to journal. They just Mm -hmm. like to write their feelings down or take bubble baths. That's you and I. We're the the bath people. Take a walk outside. Positive self-talk and affirmations are really important. And just being gentle with yourself. Spending time with loved ones. Giving yourself permission to take a break, read a book, play a game. And set boundaries around what you'll accept from other people. Mm -hmm. If people start laying their stuff on you, don't take it in. Don't let it affect you. Set your boundaries. That's so important. And then you can move your bod. Oh, absolutely. And this just means exercising regularly or just walking and getting out in nature, making sure that you get enough sleep is a biggie. I think a lot of us are not doing that these days. Uh, Making sure that you're choosing healthy foods and beverages. And I think really it just comes down to respecting your physical housing, respecting your bod. It's where you live, so take care of it. That's a great way to look at it. And that is very true. You live in your body and it's just like your house. You need to take care of it. Yep. It's perfect. And then, of course, there's the spiritual. You need to do whatever lifts you up spiritually. For some people, it's organized religion. For some people, it's meditating. For some people, it's listening to positive messages or spending time outside or whatever feeds your soul. Make sure you make time to do that. Oh, I like that. Whatever feeds your soul. That's pretty. Yeah. That's the bottom line. It's feeding your soul. 
So for those of us who didn't have family who either supported us in our self-care or for whom self-care was not a priority, how do we get started? Because it can feel like there are just so many different things out there to do. And if nothing is an established routine at this point, how do you find one? Well, first you have to look at the old attitudes and beliefs that are stopping you Mm. from taking care of yourself. How did your family or friends treat you when you were a kid? If you took care of yourself, are you still laying that on yourself now that you're an adult? Find your shoulds that are stopping you from being good to yourself and then pay attention to what you're telling yourself. Mm. Identify and challenge your shoulds and look at the values that no longer apply. We're all hauling around things we were taught long ago that really don't fit the adult we are. They were taught to us because it met the needs of the adults in our life or the people in our life who wanted us to take care of them. Or that's just what they knew. Sure, absolutely. I'm sure most of us are taught something and it comes from people who only know certain ways and they teach it and it just goes down the line. But at some point, we all have the power to stop and look at that and say, wait a minute, I was taught this because it worked for them at this point. It's an old thing that I was taught when I was young was don't ever stand looking in the refrigerator with the refrigerator door open. (laughs) And one day, once I was an adult, I said to my mother, why? You know, we have electricity if I want to look in the fridge and spend a couple minutes finding what I want. She said, it probably doesn't apply anymore. But when she was young, they had ice boxes, Mm -hmm. literal ice boxes. Mm -hmm. And if you stood there with the door open, the ice would melt. So she had the message in her head, you don't stand there with the refrigerator door open. Which makes perfect sense. That's a value that made sense at the time but doesn't apply anymore. I mean, obviously you don't want to leave your refrigerator door open all day, but if you did, your food would probably still stay cold because you've got electricity, fortunately. Yeah. So look at your old values and look at where they came from and why they existed. Mm Mm-hmm. They may not apply. That gives you the freedom to let them go. (laughs) That's an important thing. What I find interesting is just the act of saying to yourself, I give myself permission to do this can be really powerful. Like I have a friend whose family did not really support her in discussing her successes or as she says, tooting her own horn. I just thought that poor kid, like she could never be proud. They made it negative. And so now she feels like she's being self-absorbed if she says, hey, I did this thing and I'm kind of really proud of myself for doing it or I won this award. And I was like, I want to hear the good stuff that you did that you're proud of yourself for. I give you permission to say that. And even though it's just a simple little sentence that really carries nothing, she was like, oh, yeah. yeah." Just saying that I I give myself permission to do X, Y, Z can be really huge if nobody else in your life ever gave you that. Oh, absolutely. And now you can do it and then implement it. That's important. Mm -hmm. Change your self-talk and include forgiving yourself for whatever you lay guilt on yourself for because guilt is a waste, as we know. Yes. It just lets you know that there's a value violated and then you look at the value and if it's the ice is going to melt if you leave the fridge door open, I can let that go. That's okay. (laughs) Give yourself permission to put yourself on the priority list and pay attention to your body and your mind and your emotions. 
and notice if they're telling you something is missing or that something's needed. Identify what will help you feel better and build that into your daily life. Ask Mm -hmm. yourself every morning, what do I need today? And then find a way to make that happen. And if it starts to feel super indulgent, ask yourself how you would be without it. Could I function? Could I be at my best? That's what my husband and I do. We talk about, I want to take care of you. He likes taking care of me, but he can't if he's a wreck. So we talk about that a lot. Like how much is in your tank to give? If your tank isn't full, you don't have anything to give. You need to fill your tank. That's so, so important. It's like they say on the airplanes, when the oxygen thing comes down, put it on yourself first. So then you are functioning so you can help other people. Then you Mm -hmm. can put it on your kids or whoever. But if you put it on everybody else, you're no good to anybody. Yep. So that's really brilliant that you guys do that. And if you pass out. (laughs) Well, yeah, then they'll take care of you. But that's brilliant that you and he do that because that keeps things so that you both take care of each other, but you also each take care of yourself. That's Mm -hmm. great. Well, I don't know how he looks at it. I would like him to look at it as if taking care of himself is also taking care of me because I don't want to worry about it. Absolutely. So if I know that he's taking care of his health, mental and emotional and physical, then that's one large thing I don't have to worry about. And then I know that he's giving to me freely and without feeling like he needs to be doing that to feel better about who he is. It just, it benefits everybody if you can be your best self and take care of your own needs. Exactly. You be your best self, take care of your needs, and then share that with the people you love. Yeah. It's all wonderful when you take care of yourself. (laughs) And it's not so great if you don't. So it's self-care, not selfish. So would you like to wrap us up? I will. (laughs) (laughs) So self-care is the ability to take care of yourself as well as you care for others. Many things can get in the way of you practicing self-care. You might have been taught as a child that this kind of behavior is selfish and nobody likes selfish people. And then you might feel guilty when you do it. And you're also afraid that people aren't going to like you, which is not true. However, when you take care of yourself, you protect your mental, emotional, and physical health, and it also helps to boost your self-esteem and improve your relationships. There are many things you can do to incorporate good self-care into your life. The first and most important is to give yourself permission to do it Mm -hmm. and then find ways to make it happen every day and always be gentle with yourself. Always. I think what's scary about implementing self-care for some people is that you can't really do it without setting boundaries because you have to be able to say not just, hey, I need an hour to myself today, but it also has to carry into the rest of your life, which means learning how to say no. And there are definitely some of us who will lose people in our life when we start setting boundaries. And those are the people who are benefiting from you having none. Ooh, beautiful. And that is so true. People who truly love you and care about you and want you to be happy will not go away when you start taking care of yourself. And the people who are sucking you dry hopefully will go away. (laughs) They are damaging you. Yeah. That's very wise and very true. Thank you, Mama, for being such a good role model. Thank you, Shani. Oh, my goodness. Well, you're pretty awesome, too. And thank you to our listeners for being here. We appreciate you, and we hope that during this holiday season, you have made time to take care of yourself 
And during the new year, as the new year approaches and we launch into it, that you build that into your day. Absolutely. Carry it with you going forward. Your life will be better. I promise. And then tell us all about it because we love hearing from you. Tell us your stories about how self-esteem and personal power have affected your life, or let us know if there's anything you'd like us to address in future episodes. And please, if you feel so inclined, address our podcast. Let us know what you think about it. Let us know what you'd like to hear. You can do so wherever you stream, or you can just visit our website, which is yourpersonalpowerpod.com. Click contact and drop us an email directly. We will get back to you. And we are excited to let you know we're now on Instagram, where you can find us at yourpersonalpowerpod. So if you want to chat with us there, you can do that too. And if you would like to talk to Sandy about how coaching can change your life, you can reach her at sandy at insidejobscoach.com. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year to you. Here's to self-care and we look forward to hearing how it's going. Find your power and change your life.